You know what God's will really is for all of us? It's to be free. God wants his people free. Why? So we can complete the work he prepared for us in this earth. He don't want us in bondage to anything. Amen. God doesn't want us in bondage, say to God. He wants us to be free. That's why he gave us free will, freedom to choose. We could choose whatever we want to choose. But the best choice we can make is him. That's your very best choice. Amen. I told that young man that a few weeks ago when he decided he was going to receive Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. Amen. I said, son, that was the best choice you can ever make in life. You're going to make a lot of choices in life. But I told him and I told Sister Minnie, that day, that birthday that y'all had, that was the best choice y'all could have ever made. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Because at the end of the day, saints of God, the object is the kingdom of God. It's heaven, which is the promised land. Amen. <laughs> it's all related. But we still have opposition. Amen. Today, they call them the ops. You know, you hear these young boys out here talking about the ops. Although they're doing things they should not be doing. That's why they got ops. The opposition trying to oppose them. Amen. But we have ops too. Amen. <laughs> Enemies that want to keep us in bondage. That's the ops. Amen. Satan. That's the, he, that's the ops. The flesh. <laughs> the world. All those are the ops. The opposition. And they want to use negative things in this earth to keep us in bondage like drugs and alcohol and smoking and lies and pride and lust and greed and wrath and sloth. Just so many things they have to use on us to, to overcome us to keep us in bondage. But the good news is we have an advocate. <laughs> Jesus. He's working on our behalf. So we're not alone. And that's what happened at the Bible study. Elder Willie was playing Jesus Advocate. That's a good role. He came out the gate saying, look, I'm going to be Jesus Advocate. Y'all reading from that packet? This is what he was saying. I'm going to paraphrase. But I'm going to read from this manual, the manuscripts. That's what I'm going to read. So we would read Miles Monroe packet. We'll see the man is in crisis and, you know, these roles are changing. And when a man and a woman go out to get a job, they hire the woman. And now it flips the role in the house because she the bread. We're talking like that. So the Willie jumped straight on them scriptures. He was being Jesus' advocate. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But today, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth. So Israel, who is Israel? That's God's chosen people, right? They were in bondage to the Egyptians, right? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Just like we were in bondage to sin. Amen? But God ultimately freed Israel and promised them a new land flowing with milk and honey. The Bible says he, he brought them out of there with a strong hand. Amen? He snatched them right out of bondage, just like he did us. Amen. But let's look at it real quick. If you all would please turn to Deuteronomy chapter 26 and look at verse 6. It says, and the Egyptians entreated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. That's exactly what the enemy that I showed you up there want to do to us. 
He wants to entreat us. That's persuade or overcome or overtake us with evil. That's what he wants to do. And afflict us. Cause pain or suffering. Make us work hard like slavery. Amen. That's what our enemies want to do to us. But let me assure you this, saints. When you become righteous in Christ, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord thy God will deliver us out of them. All of them. Just like he did with Israel. Amen. <laughs> Look at verse 7. And when we cried unto the Lord God of our fathers, the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. So many of us, before we came to the Lord, our backs were against the wall, saints. Amen. And uh, the affliction and oppression and labor became great on us. Right? But the beautiful thing is we had that advocate, amen, with the Father, Jesus, amen. I can tell you, I'm preaching to myself right now, by the way. When I, was, when I came to the Lord, I was in a mess, amen. It, my life was, it was, it was getting, it was spiraling out of control. And I remember saying, Lord, if you just get me out of this mess right here, I'm going to quit playing with you. I'm going to quit playing with you, Lord. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. And I'm going to say whatever you tell me to say. I didn't know none of this was going to happen. I was just trying to get out of that mess. And he got me out of that mess. <laughs> the Lord snatched me out with a strong hand. He took me out of that mess. And the next thing I knew, I was in a pulpit. Amen. And then I was in another pulpit. And then I was at a church and sat there for seven years faithfully. And then that man of God just walked up and said, you know what? I can't hold you here anymore. You got to go. They waiting on you. I'm like, what are you talking about? I got to go. Go where? But God had been talking to me, telling me, all right, you didn't get comfortable, but I got, you got to be about your father's business. I said, okay, Lord, you know you tricked me, Lord. <laughs> Get me out of I still say I was going to do everything you tell me to do. And, say, and when I talk like that now, you know what he do? He just remind me in my own voice. I hear myself saying, whatever you tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever, I hear myself saying that. And then he'll say to me, I thought you said you. As soon as I buck, Lord, now I got to do what? You want me to do what today? He said, I thought you said you was going to do whatever I told you to do. And I just get right in line. Yes, I did. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm not going to go back on my word. You know why? Because I don't want him to go back on his word. Y'all read them promises in the manual that he got to do? Oh, I'm going to do what I tell him. Whatever I tell him, I'm going to do it. Whatever he tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, Lord. What Pastor Rudy going to do? Whatever God tell him to do. That's the answer. Amen. <laughs> but Jesus is our advocate, saints. And I want to show you that quickly. But I want you to stay in Deuteronomy now because we're coming back. Go keep your finger on Deuteronomy, but quickly go to 1 John chapter 2 and let's look at verse 1. We're talking about Jesus being an advocate. It said, my little children, who is that? Us. Amen. My little children, these things, I, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with who? The Father, Jesus Christ. The righteous. It's confirming to us with God's children. 
and then when we mess up, sin becomes too great in our life and it gets out of control, we have an advocate with the Father named Jesus who is righteous. Say amen to that. And, verse 2, and is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Jesus is the propitiation for sins for the whole world, meaning he was the sacrifice to turn away the wrath of God for our sins. Amen. But not only for our sins, but the whole world. <laughs> See, we had to get them to believe that. We have to let the whole world know, say to God, that we have an advocate. Huh? We, not, we don't have to live that sin life, amen, because we have an advocate who paid the debt. He paid the ransom, amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. That was verse 2, right? We got to get them to believe to receive Christ. That's our work on the way to the promised land. Amen. Look at verse 3. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. See, we know that we know God when, when, when we do what he tells us to do. See, that's our confidence. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That means you'll do what I tell you to do. That's why I can't buck. When he say, well, Rudy, now I want you to do, and it's a preposterous thing because his ways is not our ways. His mind is not. So when he tells you to do some of these things, you'll be like, Lord, now how am I going to do that? But it ain't about you. It's about him in you. He's going to do the work, not you. That's why we say, to God be all the glory. You know why we say to God be all the glory? Because it's him working in us. Oh, that's powerful. That's the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. That's how we know, saints of God. We do what he tells us to do because he died for our foolishness. Remember, what did I, what did I give you? If you want your wife to, to, to submit to you in everything, then you, you got to let her know you'll die for her. See, God already did. He showed he loved us. He didn't just say, I love you. He proved it. He died for us. Amen. So now it's not hard to submit to him. It's not hard to submit to the Lord. When you think about it, he died for me. And he's asking me to do I'm going to make sure I get this done. I'm going to do it even greater than he asked me to do it. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It doesn't get any stronger than he died for us, saints. Now let's look at what he did for Israel. Amen. So go to, back to Deuteronomy 26. And let's look at verse 8. We, we ended at 7. So we had Deuteronomy 6, 26 and 8. It says, and the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with great terribleness and with signs and with wonders. You know what, saints of God, please hear this right here. God goes all out for his people. He goes all out. Do you see how he brought them out? <laughs> Amen. He brought them out with what? A mighty hand and outstretched arm and great terribleness. And he went all out for them. Y'all hearing me? When God, went, I don't care what mess you in. Please know God will go all out for you. He gave you his only son. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. 
he goes all out for us, saints. Look what he did for Israel. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You got to trust God. Because you know what? He, he'll make it all work together for good. Huh? Pharaoh didn't want to lose his mighty army of workers that were slaves. He refused to let them go. Right? Somebody say, but God. See, God began to send them plagues on Egypt. He was going all out for Israel. That's what he was doing when he started sending plagues. Oh, you're not going to let them go? Oh, well, what, well I'm going to turn this water into blood. What you think about that? Amen. I'm still not going to let them go. Amen. Well, how about I, I'm going to make darkness cover the land at noonday. You going to let them go now? Nope. I'm still not going to let them go. Amen. <laughs> what about the plague of the frogs? You want frogs to be everywhere? I saw a frog in my yard the other day just climbing around. I thought about it because God was putting his word in me. He said, I'm going to plague you with some frogs. You going to let my people go yet? Nope. I'm not letting them go. <laughs> they my people. But would you know what got them? The death of all the firstborn of Egypt. That caused them to let them go. Amen. Y'all caught that revelation? <laughs> Just like the death of Jesus delivered us from sin. See, that death, when that death of the firstborn, the only begotten, he died. Oh, Satan had to let us go. He paid the debt. Paid in full. Huh? We don't have to live to sin and death. That's not our lifestyle anymore. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Pharaoh let him go, and, and Satan had to let us go. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. God goes all out for his people. I want you to see that. Say amen to that. The firstborn of many brethren. Now, let's look at that because that's who Jesus was. He was the firstborn of many brethren. Amen. And he died for us. Huh? The God said, okay, all y'all firstborn going to die. Woo, they got their attention. They will say, what? <laughs> and, and that's what he did for Satan. No, I'm going to give my own self. <laughs> you can't even think like this, Satan, because you're too selfish. It's all about me, myself, and I. I'm going to show you what that means to me. Nothing. I'm going to die for him. Oh, he couldn't conceive nothing like that. He's going to lay your life down? <laughs> but it's all about me. I want to be like you. I want to sit on the throne. I want to do this, this, this. But he didn't want to die for us. <laughs> Jesus, the Lord died for us. Our God is awesome. Say amen to that. We were singing that. That's why we were singing that. Amen. <laughs> Look at Romans 8 and 28. We went through this last week or a few weeks ago on another subject. But today we're going to cover it on this subject. Now watch how God's word works. Because it's a double-edged sword. It's alive. It just don't mean one thing. It'll cut this way, and then it'll come back around and cut you that way. Amen. Oh, this word is something else. Romans 8 and 28, listen to this, saints. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. See, when you love God, <laughs> everything in your life begins to work for good. You hear me, Cameron? See, when you give him your life and you love him, meaning you start listening to what he tells you to do and doing it. See, we just don't want to be hearers of this word only. That don't mean nothing. You want to be a hearer and a doer. Amen. 
or not all everything in your lifestyle is working out for you. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. How and why you think that happens? Because he's going all out for you. <laughs> That's how it happens, why it happens. To conform you to the image of his son. That's the end game, say to God, who was the firstborn among many brethren. Look at verse 29. For whom did, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That's the punchline right there, thanks to God. See, Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. He was the first, and he still is first. Say amen to that. Before all of us. See, we're trying to conform to that image. Amen. Our righteousness is in Christ. It's not in ourselves. Amen. So I don't know why people think they can just keep working their way to heaven. It's not going to happen for you. Your righteousness. The Bible says our righteousness is like a filthy rag to God. Amen. <laughs> All our righteousness is in Christ. So don't be trying to be so hard on yourself. Just keep following Christ. Amen. He's the righteous one. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, when God loosed that plague and all the firstborn of Egypt died, that shook Pharaoh up. <laughs> Just like when God allowed Jesus to be crucified on that cross. That shook the whole world up. And it rocked Satan's world. He had to let us go. The sin that was paid, Saint God said, let my people go. Amen. Now look at verse 30. Moreover, listen to this thing. Whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. All God's children say amen. 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 That's us. Amen. See, first he knew us. Saints of God. That's what verse 29 was saying. He knew us before we got to our mother's womb. Then he predestinated us. What does that mean? He determined in advance his will for our life. That was predestined. He already knew what he sent us here to do before you got here. Amen. That's why the woman of God you heard read, well, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's will that will prevail. You know why it will prevail? Because he already set it up for you got here. You were, you were set up for greatness before you even came. Amen. <laughs> oh, I got to show this to you, saints of God. Hallelujah to you. He predestined us. He determined and advanced his will for our lives. Then, and he ordained us. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> See, Many are waiting to be ordained, and I'm going to ordain some folks in here, too. Amen. But you know what I love about you all? Y'all just coming. Y'all just faithful. Y'all just keep doing what you got to do because God already ordained you. Hear me. He, he ordained you before you even got here. <laughs> Amen. Before the foundation of the world, before you got in your mother's womb, he ordained you. Remember the message? Live life from heaven to earth, not earth to heaven. Huh? See, you're not waiting to become. Please hear me, saints of God. You're not living and waiting to become. When you receive Christ as your Savior and Lord and you gave your life to him, 
you became. Not live like you be live like from heaven to earth. I'm not waiting to do this. I am that already. Amen. <laughs> See, that's why God sees the end from the beginning. He don't look at all that foolishness you went through in your life. That don't mean nothing to God. He sees what he created you to do, what he sent you here to do, and that's it. Oh, y'all can't handle that. Can y'all handle that kind of truth? That's, what he, that's how he looks at you. He saw the best in me. He always just looking at the best in you. He said, well, but I did this. But I don't care about that. That's under the blood. I don't even know it. I, what are you talking about? God is saying, what are you talking about? The blood cleaned all that up. The only one remembering is you. God is not looking at that. Oh, my God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We live heaven and earth, right, saints of God? Then it says he called us. He called us to himself, saints. He called us out of the world. Say amen to that. Then it says he justified us. Amen. He did that in Christ. He declared us righteous in Christ. That's the piece you got to get. Amen. Your righteousness is not in you. It's in Christ. Amen. So, okay, let me give you all this example again. I always tell you all this, but I'm going to show you. When you stand before the throne of God, don't be talking about all, well, Lord, I laid hands. You told me to lay hands on Minister Lisa, and you healed her, and I did this. I ain't be talking about none of that. You know what I'm be talking about? Lord, thank you. you. You died for me on that cross. Lord, I couldn't. I, I'm lost without you. I couldn't make it without you. I'm pointing at Jesus on every. I'm not going to point at me. Don't point at yourself, saints of God. Your righteousness, he can, he's not going to see righteousness in you. He's going to see it in Jesus. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> And then you know what else he did, saints of God? Hallelujah. After he called us out of the world and justified us in Christ, the ransom was paid, so then he glorified us. What does that mean? He bestowed honor and praise and admiration on us. See, it's glory to glory for us. Amen. We, we represent him in the earth. It's glorious. It's unmerited favor from God. Amen. So verse 32 says, after all that, what shall we say then of these things? <laughs> if God be for us, what, saints? Who come, who's going to come against you? Tell me that. Amen. I don't care what they say, what they do, it's not going to prevail. Amen. Why? Because the manuscript said it's not. <laughs> That's just stand on the word. Amen. See, after all that, you know that you know that you know that God is for you. Nothing can stop you. Why? It's already done. <laughs> he predestined it. <laughs> Here we go again. So look at verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? He gave us his only begotten son. Do you think he's going to withhold any good thing from you? God is not going to hold nothing from you. He gave us his only begotten son. Believe me, he'll give you whatever your heart desires in his will for your life. See, he's the source. 
And everything else is a resource he uses to bless us. Amen. And he's not going to hold it from you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Ooh, when I learned these principles right here, saying to God, I was a new man. I was that man that we studying about. Amen. <laughs> the power and purpose of a man. Once you learn that, whoo, that's why the devil don't want you reading this manual. He keep you and give you all kind of excuses. Listen to this, saying to God. Well, it's time to uh, uh, go to church, or it's time to study, or it's time for Bible study. Oh, but don't you have to do X, Y, Z? Oh, oh yeah, the, the Super Bowl is coming up. <laughs> or, or don't you want to watch this or that? He'll give you all kind of excuses. Please, I want to help you with that one right there. Whatever you do, saints of God, once you learn that you, that God's times and the times that you promised that God, you're going to spend that time with God, don't let nothing come in front of that. What could be more important? I don't care what's going on out there. And God is so merciful. I got to tell y'all this. You might not believe it, but I got to tell you, tell it to you. So we started the new Bible study on Thursday night. We talked about that, right? And Thursday, the, the tennis match, Coco was getting ready to play the semifinal. Ooh, I wanted to see that tennis match. I say, Lord, I, I forgot we just, we just started this new Bible study. I just, I got, I've been watching this, this U.S. Open the whole time. I want to see the tennis match. So at 6, so the man, the woman came on from 6 to 7, the Bible study, and the man's turn was 7 to 8. So I watched the tennis match from 6 to 7, and when it logged on, I said, I just got to let it go. Because I've learned nothing comes before God. Yeah, I want to see that match, but God is the Super Bowl. He is the greatest tennis player. He is everything. So I went up there and logged in, right? And we had the glorious time at the Bible study. So now, 8 o'clock ended. I go back. I said, now, nah, well, if Coco wins the match, when I turn this TV on, I ain't going to even see her. But if she loses the second set, now she won the first set. I said, if she loses the second set, when I turn this TV on, they're going to still be playing tennis. And I turned that TV on, and they were still playing tennis. But listen to this. The score in the second set was two to one. I said, what happened? I, when I left, you, they just finished the first set. They only played three games. I've been up there an hour praising God, enjoying the Bible study and all that, and I only missed three games. And I'm calling people, something happened. What, I don't know what happened. Did, did they play a long, long game that lasted that long? What happened? You know, and then when they interviewed her after she won, guess what happened? They had some kind of global protest where this man then glued himself to the floor. And they had an hour delay. And then the Lord spoke to his servant. He said, I know the desires of your heart. You wanted to see the match? I held it up for you. He'll go all out for you. You got to believe that. He knew I wanted to see that match. But I didn't put it in front of him. I said, no, I'm getting ready to go up here and do this Bible study held the match up so his servant can come down and enjoy it. I say, Lord, you really will go all out for us, won't you? You'll do anything. You love me like that? Oh, my God. Y'all might not believe that, but that's what, the, that's what he spoke to me. It was amazing. Amen. It was amazing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He despaired not his own son, 
but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? <laughs> you got to get that in your spirit, your spirit says. He didn't spare his own son. He's going to go all out for you. But here, now this is what I want to bless y'all with. I said all that. Now I'm going to bless you. Amen. <laughs> I said all that. Because many saints think that when we receive Christ, all our problems are over. I want you to hit me on this one, Cameron, okay? Give me the nuts on this one. Amen. Now we got to do it the other way. Let's do it like this. That I y'all do. Let's do it like that. But many think, saints think that. I receive Christ. All my problems are over. That's true. <laughs> but it's not true. <laughs> you say, man, I got, how can something be true and not true? Because you're still going to have to face challenges after you receive Christ. Amen? But you don't have to face them alone. See, God is with you now. So the, what does the scripture say? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. See, you're righteous now in Christ. Because you're in Christ. Amen? It said, but the Lord thy God deliver us out of them. All of them. So now you'll begin to win battles, all of them, in Christ. Amen. But you're still going to be afflicted. Things still going to happen. Here's what I want to show you. Let me prove that to you. When God freed Israel from the Egyptian bondage, we saw that, right? I read that to you. He sent all them plagues. He made Pharaoh let them go. He didn't place them in the promised land that day. What did he do? They went through the wilderness. Y'all better hear me on this one. Amen. <laughs> See, uh, many saints think, okay, I'm, I, I, I chose Christ. Listen to me, Sister Minnie. I chose Christ now. I'm, I'm, I got it all. I'm on my way. And you are. <laughs> but that devil, <laughs> he woke him up. You became a target. Coco got a target on her back right now. All them girls want to get at her. But she had an anointing on her. I didn't finish telling y'all. So you know what that girl did that I saw her do? See, I'm a tennis but When I saw her win the last APT 1000 final championship, guess what the first thing she said was? Shocked me. almost fainted. She said, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. She didn't go, well, I thank God. You know how the rappers be talking about God. Who's God? Name your God. I don't know who you're talking about because the God they talking about ain't the one we serving. Because I can tell how they talking, what they singing about. Hey, man, you ain't fooling nobody. I read the book. <laughs> but I'm the president, and I said that I affirm same-sex marriage. I don't care who you are. That's a lie. Marriage is already defined in the book, and I read it. Oh, a lot of black folks got fooled with that one. <laughs> but I'm a Christian. They say, no, you're not. You're a Muslim. He said, no, I'm not. I'm a Christian. They say, no, you're not. You're a Muslim. Then he said what he said. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know which one you are, but the devil is speaking through you right now because that's a lie. See, the devil is a liar. That's why we got to read the book so we can determine lies from the truth, especially in these last days. They coming with all kind of foolishness. How did I get on that? What was I talking about? Coco. Co Co yeah, Coco. Coco said, I want to first, see, she got him in the right place too. I want to first 
thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Then when she won that, that, the, 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 uh, the U.S. Open, and she's been winning ever since. <laughs> she Just catch that revelation. She ain't lost a match since she said that. Amen. Went all the way to the Coco ain't had no business beating Sabalinka. Sabalinka got one speed, hard and harder. She hit everything at you hard. Amen. <laughs> and when I watched that, I'm like, Lord, you, you go all. You're something else. You are something else. And then I saw the girl. After she won, she over there in the corner on the floor. I said, that's how you win battles. You don't win them doing this. You win them doing this. Oh, I'm trying to bless y'all. I told y'all I'm going to bless y'all real good today. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but when God freed Israel from the Egyptian bondage, he didn't place them in the promised land, saints. They went through the wilderness. And, and all truth be told, 40 years they wandered around the wilderness. 40, they say it was a two-week journey. But they wandered around for 40 years. And you know what? I knew it was because of disobedience, bickering and complaining. Please hear me. Listen to me. Rebellion. All that stuff turns God off. Because you know what it tells them? You don't believe me. You don't trust me. You don't have any faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, he, so when you start bickering and complaining about what you don't have, he ain't even looking at you no more. He said, I, I done went all out for them. Took them from this place to this place, and they bickering and complaining. I opened the sea and let them run through, and they did close it on the enemy, and they bickering and complaining. I fed them manna from heaven, and they bickering and complaining. I took water out of a rock for them and gave them water, and they still bickering. I'm not listening. Y'all going to wander for 40 years till you figure it out. See, that's why he don't take you and put you right in the promised land. He got to test you. Do you Okay, you said you received me as your personal Savior and Lord. You said it out of your mouth. And you're supposed to believe it in your heart. Well, let's check it out. I got to make sure. Because where I'm taking you is awesome. It's something it's special. <laughs> but this is what I didn't know, though. I said all that, but this is what I didn't know. Do you know why they really... Wandered for 40 years and 40 nights. Do anybody in here know before I tell you? Why do y'all think? Do anybody know for real why they, did, why they had to do that? Because I just learned it today. I, I knew it was disobedience. It was uh, uh, bickering and complaining and all that. And God just, oh, y'all wonder around then. If you don't get it, your children will get it. But you, but you know why they really had to do that? I read, it's in numbers. You know what it said? It said God gave them one year in the wilderness. For each day, they went and searched the land out. I never saw that. See, remember, God, God told them, I'm a sing, I'm, I got the promised land for you. Amen? The land of milk and honey. And then they told Moses, let's go check it out. Oh, God was angry. You got, oh, you don't believe me? I told you I got this land of milk and honey for you. He said, Let's, we're going to check it out. And then some came back with a negative report. Slandered the land that God didn't promise you like he can lie. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And then I read in Numbers, it said, y'all going to wander in that wilderness one year for each day 
they went and searched the land. And when I looked at that, how many days they searched the land, it was 40 days. I said, I never, how did I miss that, Lord? I read the manual all the time. Never saw it. I just thought they was hard head, stiff neck, and they was. But that ain't why they wandered 40. He hurried, okay, y'all gonna wander around 40 years. I'm a, one year for every day that y'all gonna go and search some land out there. I told you I was gonna give you. <laughs> then here's another thing. Let me just, let me just, I really wanna bless y'all with this one right here. Listen to me. Because this is one real foolish thing they did. You gonna talk about Moses? The one who I sent to deliver you? Huh? The one who I sent to, to, to snatch you out of Egypt? A couple of them who dropped dead. Uh, Anias and some stuff. They were talking about, they just dropped dead. <laughs> I said, Lord, have mercy. He go all out for his, for his servants. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. See, after God saves us, saints, and delivers us and cleans us up, and we're on our way to the kingdom of God, the promised land, heaven. But we're going to go there by way of wilderness. <laughs> the road that's going to take us, take us there is called Wilderness Avenue. And, 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 and you're going to determine how much time you wander around in it. Huh? If you get the manual and you bleed the manual, you start loving the manual and you just love God, and love, you ain't going to be in there long. But if you stiff neck after God took you out of that mess, and then you're going to go ahead and just, I ain't going to trust you. I'm going I'm to I'm do whatever I want to do. Anyhow, you're going to keep wandering around the wilderness. Forty, a two-week trip. Amen. I want to get out of the wilderness as soon as I can. But in the wilderness, saints, you're tested. Do you really believe God set you free? That's what he want to know. Do you believe he is with you? Do you trust him? All these questions and many, many more will be answered in the wilderness. The wilderness is the place of testing things that everybody got to go through. Oh, did y'all hear what I said? We know God's people, Israel, went through the wilderness and all the challenges they faced. How they bickered and complained, which turns God totally off saints. It shows your lack of faith. How they talked about Moses, the servant God used to deliver them. How they complained about water and food and thinking God brought him out to the wilderness to die. We know all that, right? But let me show you this right here. <laughs> Guess who else went through the wilderness? Our Lord and Savior. Jesus went through the wilderness. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> he, he said, everybody's going through the wilderness. Everybody got to go through the wilderness. Now let's look at that path and we're going we gonna to let this thing go. Let's look at the path we all must take after being saved and born again. Turn to Matthew chapter 3 real quick. We're going to go through this real quick. This is your bonus. You came out this way. You pressed your way. I know the devil didn't want you to hear this. You had to press your way to get it today. Huh? Certain things he just don't want you to hear. Say, if y'all you hear this and believe, hey, I, I'm going all out for you. I'll do anything for you. I love you like that. Matthew 3, look at verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Our Lord and Savior is about to be baptized. Okay, this, this is our perfect example. I want y'all to catch this. 
Look at verse 14. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? <laughs> now, this is John the Baptist saints. This is the voice that's crying out in the wilderness. All right? Jesus was who he was, who he was proclaiming. Okay? <laughs> Y'all remember when their mothers met? It was Mary and Elizabeth. The two, and they were cousins. Mary was going to Elizabeth's house. And when, the, when, the, when Mary came in and met Elizabeth, they were both pregnant, miraculously. The babies leaped in the womb. Y'all remember that? <laughs> they were cousins. Now here come Jesus saying, baptize me. And John was like, you're the Christ. You're the one I've been out here in this wilderness proclaiming, talking about he coming. Here he come. You get ready. Let me baptize you. Let me get you right. Let me get you born again so you're ready to receive him. And you want me to baptize you? <laughs> That's what's going on. <laughs> Amen. John forbade it. He's like, how in the world? <laughs> I can't baptize you. You need to be baptizing me. That's what he's saying. That's what the scripture's saying. Look at verse 13, 15. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he, then he suffered him. <laughs> These was cousins. <laughs> These was cousins. Well, you are, watch this. These was cousins. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus had to fulfill all righteousness, saints. Because he ultimately would bear our sins. His perfect righteousness will be imputed to us. So he had to do this. He couldn't be playing around with you. Look, you got a baptism. I got to fulfill all righteousness. I'm the example. So he tells John, suffer this to be so. Allow this to be. We got to do this. But this is what I really want y'all to see. And, and, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning coming upon him. And, verse 17, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Did you all see the picture of the Godhead right here? This is the Godhead. Amen? The three persons of the Godhead. Here, the Trinity, clearly lined up. Look at this. We have a voice coming from heaven. Who is that? The Father. We have Jesus coming out of the water. Who is that? The Son. Then we have the Spirit of God descending from heaven like a dove. There we go. It's the entire Godhead. <laughs> look, look at the Father's command. This is my beloved Son. I'm well pleased with him. I want you to hear him. Amen. It reminds me when Jesus took them boys up to that mountain and uh, transfigured in front of them. Y'all remember that? And uh, the, the ones that were around, I forget who was around, they was kind of nervous. And they started building tabernacles for each one of them. And God say, hold up. <laughs> My son, hear him. Save Jesus only. 
Y'all ain't building tabernacles for everybody else. <laughs> Woo, Lord, for Moses. And it, was, it was just awesome. Amen. But that's what we got right here, saints. This is my beloved son, son who I'm well pleased. I want y'all to hear him. Then here comes the Holy Spirit vindicating and empowering him. This is officially inaugurating Christ's ministry. <laughs> y'all ready for the punchline? Okay, y'all got that picture, right? Flip the page. Go to Matthew 4 and 1. Here go the punchline right here. After all that just happened, we saw what just happened. <laughs> then was Jesus led up to up of the spirit into the Everybody got to go through. To be tempted of the. That's what's happened. You hear me, Cameron? That's what's happening. See, you receive Christ. You say, hey, I'm on the God side now. Amen. I, Lord, I want you to, to, to sit on the throne of my heart. I'm going to get off of it. It's not what I want to do. Now, I'm going to let you sit here and lead me, Lord. Now, here come the devil. Do you really believe what you said, Cameron? You know you want to do this, this, and this that I told you to do. But now I got to read the manual. Let me see what my Lord and Savior want me to do. See, that's how you got to handle them. Amen. Even Jesus had to go through the wilderness. Even Jesus. Everybody has to go through the wilderness. Amen. <laughs> then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The devil is going to tempt you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You're on your way to the promised land, to the kingdom of God, to heaven. But the road will take, the road that's going to take you there is called wilderness. But God is with you. Stay with him and you'll pass every test. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That explains some things, thanks to God. Wow, we think that, you know, everything is perfect and we're not going to have no problems. No, we're just going to win the battles. Amen. Still going to have some problems, Sister Minnie, but you're going to win every battle. Believe what I'm telling you. Just trust God. Amen. Don't listen to the world. Don't listen to your flesh. Amen. That's the number one enemy. <laughs> it want to tell you, oh, you know I want to do what I want to do. Amen. <laughs> you know, it, it's not subject to God and that's another message for another day. Amen. <laughs> And definitely don't listen to the world. Amen. They, going, they spiraling right out of control right now. Can we all see it? Is it, is it apparent? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crystal clear. The world is going out of control. Amen. <laughs> That's the three-headed monster. That's the, see, we got the trinity, but they got the three-headed monster. Amen. The flesh, the world, and Satan. That's the three-headed monster right there. Oh, thank you, Jesus.